Welcome back to the podcast. You know, I'm just going to start this episode by being incredibly honest with you because that's a part of what fierce authenticity is all about. This is actually my third go round at recording this episode. And I paused after the second time and asked myself, what is contributing to this challenge? What is making it so hard? And that's when it hit me because this episode is really hard. Today we're diving into the topic of collective trauma. And collective trauma is a really big, really challenging, and really hard topic to talk about. Collective trauma and a conversation around it an invitation for us to look at all of the ways that we as a people, we as a society have been harmed or have harmed others. And it's really painful to look at when we have been harmed or when we have harmed others. And yet the work of fierce authenticity and any work really that you're doing to help uncover and heal layers within yourself requires the courage for us to really look at and be with and sit with the hard stuff. So with that said, let's dive in. First, let's back up and talk about the definition of trauma in general. Trauma gets created when we have an experience that is greater than our capacity to process it. That means something happens to us or we witness something or we experience something happening around us. And that experience is greater than our ability to make sense of it. Trauma has a way of shaping who we are, what we tell ourselves, and how we show up in the world. And a collective trauma is looking at ways that groups of people or entire cities or countries or the world at large has an experience that is greater than our ability to understand and process it. As I mentioned in earlier episodes, my whole plan for this podcast, I just had to make the decision to throw it out the window because we were in the collective trauma of a global pandemic in 2020. Then on top of that, we started to experience protests at the injustice that continues to face our Black-bodied brothers and sisters in many countries, but in particular here in America. And it is activating the collective trauma that we experienced ourselves and that our ancestors experienced because that actually lives 
in our DNA. Any traumatic experiences that our ancestors have get passed on to us in our DNA. That's what the research of epigenetics is teaching us. And this is important for me to share with you because I want you to know that the situation we're in right now and what you are experiencing and what you're feeling, it may not be entirely yours. It feels really important to share that information with you because once you know that all of the big feelings that you're having or when you're going into a state of freeze because you don't know what to do or how to respond or what to say or how to say it, that some of that might not be yours. Some of it might literally be what you inherited through your DNA from your ancestors. A little bit of background. There's this famous study in the field of epigenetics called the cherry blossom study. In this study, researchers took male mice, put them all in a cage, put out the scent of cherry blossoms, then shocked their feet with electric shocks when the scent of cherry blossoms wafted through the cage air. Obviously, these male mice experienced a trauma response. I mean, here's this pleasant smell, and yet they are being electrocuted on their feet. This doesn't make sense, right? Why would a pleasant smell feel so unpleasant? So researchers took these male mice and paired them with female mice to generate offspring. Then they removed the male mice again and did not have any contact with their offspring. This first generation of offspring, they had never been shocked, and they also didn't have any exposure to their fathers, the first generation or the parent generation. So it's not like they were picking up these behaviors, these traumatic behaviors from their male parent. And what researchers found is when they wafted the scent of cherry blossoms, onto the offspring, though they had never, ever, ever experienced the trauma directly, they had a trauma response. They were stressed out, freaked out, and could not tolerate the smell of cherry blossoms. Then researchers took it further and actually studied the offspring of those mice who, again, had never been exposed to the trauma of the electrocution of their feet. And they also experienced a stress response or a trauma response when the scent of cherry blossoms wafted through the air. This is a really important and valuable study because it shows us how we inherit trauma Though we may have never directly had an experience, if our ancestors did, we will experience their stress response. We will experience their trauma response. Another thing that's important to know about trauma 
is that trauma lives in our bodies. It doesn't live in our brain. I mean, we might have memories sometimes. And most of the time, trauma lives in our bodies. And it must be healed in our bodies. So with these two pieces of information, I want to introduce you to the work of Resma Menachem. I'm probably butchering his name and I apologize dearly. He is the author of the book, My Grandmother's Hands. In this book, he speaks about how these traumas get passed on and releasing the trauma that is stored in our bodies as a result of the experiences of our ancestors and what we're carrying from them. I read an article in, I think it was on Medium, and they had interviewed Resma and he made such a powerful, powerful visual of how black bodies experienced the trauma, like the actual beatings and being chained and lynched. And he also spoke about the trauma that non-black bodies experienced. In this particular article, he shared an example of a four-year-old white boy whose father said, get dressed, let's go somewhere. And they ended up at a lynching. The four-year-old boy knew inherently inside of him that this was wrong. He knew it was wrong, that we don't hurt people. Yet he sees his father and he sees the sheriff. He sees the pastor and assumes, well, if they're all here, this must be okay. While the entire time, his body's telling him, this is not okay. When I read this, it was incredibly powerful for me. And it helped me realize that we're all experiencing this collective trauma. Now, my family, they are not from the U.S. originally. We immigrated here in the 80s. And when I apply my own lens to it, I understand more greatly why my body is so tense and why my nervous system is so shot and frazzled. It's because I too, with the quarantine lockdown and the protests that some people are taking advantage of and turning violent, that my ancestors also had experiences of civil and political unrest. They experienced lockdowns and curfews and violence in their own country as well. Once I realized that that's what was happening for me, it helped make it so much easier for me to get back into my practices of soothing and calming myself and my nervous system. I share this story with you because it's important for you to know right now, each and every single one of us is experiencing an activation of all the collective trauma that we have inherited from our parents, 
our grandparents, our great-grandparents, and even their parents and grandparents. Again, the author is Resma Menachem, and his book is called My Grandmother's Hands. He also has a free e-course called Racialized Trauma. It is on Thinkific, and I will be posting all the links to that in the show notes. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want to honor you and thank you for being here with me and having this really difficult and challenging conversation about trauma. Now what I invite you to do is to engage in a little practice to help regulate your nervous system. Simply place one hand on heart and one hand on belly and allow yourself to take several, at least three, really good big breaths in and big breath out. I'm just going to let you stay present with that. Again, thank you for joining me in this conversation on collective trauma. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're enjoying what you're learning from the podcast, then please take a moment and share it with a family member or friend. Also, please go ahead and subscribe so you can get notified of all new episodes as they're released. While you're at it, please also rate and review the podcast so that more people have an opportunity to find it and share the message this podcast has for them.